everyone, welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is episode 112 on March 16, 2022. My name is Sarah and I am here with Tyler. How are you, Tyler? Much better than the last two weeks. Oh, right, because last week we were crying about baseball and the next, within like 12 hours, baseball existed again. Yes. So that's wonderful for you. And then today you bought MLB TV subscription. So you're really happy. You're excited to the max. I still got to pre-order MLB the 22. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, baseball is ramping up. Thankfully, it is back. We just have to wait for Freddie to make it the right decision, and then we're then we're good. Oh, Freddie's not coming to Toronto. <laughs> we can Tor- dream, though. No, it's not that. I think they've already closed the door on that since they acquired. I know another player today. So yeah, I I know that today we are going to eventually talk about video games. That's the main topic today. Um, but I actually have a good uh, way to segue into that with. But I do want to talk about baseball first because, like I said, it is back, and it's exciting for all baseball fans because, especially not only the fact that we're you know, finally over all this lockout stuff, but that they've actually agreed to have a full season. Yes, they, they smushing the end of the season. Well, not so much. Really what they did in Toronto's case, all they did was Toronto was supposed to start the year against Baltimore, like a three-game series mm-hmm. from April 1st to the 3rd, I think. Mm-hmm. And all they did was move that to the last three. They added on to the end of the season. Okay. So now basically October 1st to the 3rd, we play Baltimore. Just oh. shuffle, just move that around basically, and then we had to add a double header with Tampa Bay in July. That's all we had to do to make up the games. Oh, that's not so bad at all. Yeah. So for the Jays, it starts uh, April 8th. They start at home against Texas, mm. which should be a fun matchup. Wow, it's literally a week after your game comes out, so you'll be like all hype from baseball. And exactly, you're right? Roll into real baseball. Oh, boy. Yeah, beginning of April is baseball it's like time. Christmas, a week of Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Now, that being said, um, I, I'll give credit to one of our listeners, Dan. He sent me a good article earlier that I was reading about. Uh, it was from The Score, and it was about how even though the lockout is over, and most teams, I think there was only four teams, team representatives that didn't vote in favor of ending the lockout. So 26 out of the 30 teams were pretty much on board with let's get the season going, right? Mm-hmm. But that being said, the article that Dan sent me earlier basically says how like baseball's new collective bargaining agreement is already failing in the spirit of competition. Because as we've seen in the past week, um, a couple of teams in particular that have there's been there's been a lot of money thrown around the last week. Like teams, there's a lot of trades going on, a lot mm-hmm. of big free agent money being thrown around. Teams want to win because obviously the, the thing this year too is they've expanded the playoffs and now it's twelve teams, right? In right. The playoffs. So you know now some some teams who are like maybe like on the fringe last year, think like oh maybe this year we can we'll spend a little more money, we can make a as a wild card or something. Right. So, but there's two teams that have definitely already kind of given up this season essentially, and that's Cincinnati and Oakland mm. because they've gotten rid of half, well not half the hyperbole. Or exaggeration, I should say. Sorry, exaggeration. But they're selling but off. They are definitely selling off. Now, for Oakland, it's not extremely surprising. They've done this before. Mm-hmm. This this is like the third or fourth time they've tried to do the money ball thing where they're just going to trade <laughs> all their top guys, get a ton of prospects back, and just, you know. Cross their fingers. The thing is, like, Oakland, they always have quick turnarounds. Like, yeah, Oakland might be bad this year and next year, but I get, bet you in a couple of years when all these prospects are coming up, they'll be like they were a lot. Like, I think last year they had like 89 wins. The year before they had 97 wins. And those were with teams with like, they probably had like a $50 million payroll. Like it was, mm. they're, they're kind of like Tampa Bay in that respect, right? Although Tampa actually does a better job retaining their stars. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. But Oakland's fine with trading them off. Uh, but Cincinnati, on the other hand, they were a team that was sort of on the cusp of the playoffs last year. And they played a tough division too, I'll give them that. But still, the owner pretty much just gave up this offseason. They, um, they didn't re-sign Nick Castellanos. They just traded Jesse Winker and 
Eugenio Suarez. They traded Sonny Gray. Votto's still stuck there? Votto is still there, but he might be on the way out soon. They traded Amir Garrett today, who's one of their best relievers. Yeah, they've totally, like, they're just tanking this year. Mm. And as a Reds fan, it must be extremely depressing. Because, like, they've, they still have a really good pitching core, but offensively, I don't know. I mean... Like, even if they do keep Votto, I mean, he's, he's turning 39 soon. And Last year, I, I loved him yeah. last year, but it, it was, like, maybe a fluke. He was still super productive last year, but, I mean, you just wonder how long it's going to last, yeah. right? And besides so, you know, besides those two fan bases being depressed, you also got some other fan bases that are a little hesitant going into this year, not because of, of money, but other issues, like uh, <laughs> the Padres. <laughs> Padres recently found out mm-hmm. that, well, I think actually today is when Fernando Tatis Jr. had to have surgery on his hand or wrist. I don't remember either ways. Hand or wrist? Well, he said wrist. Was it the wrist? wrist was fractured. Yeah, but he, he fractured it uh, in a motorcycle accident back in December when he was in the Dominican. And that's a weird result of this lockout is that because of the lockout, he wasn't able to communicate with team doctors. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't really assess it ahead of time and be like, hey, like if they would have known back in December how bad the injury was, they could have said, hey, get surgery now. So mm-hmm. that maybe you only miss like first couple weeks of the season. But mm-hmm. now it's like, no, he's going to miss the first three months mm-hmm. at least. So that's a huge blow for the Padres. Uh you know, the Red Sox today found out that Chris Sale is going to miss the start of the season with a rib fracture, so Again. he's probably out for a month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, Yankees and Mets have their own issues right now mm-hmm. because they've recently found out that... Uh, no home games unless you're vaccinated. Because of the rule that New York State has. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're, they're just like with the, the New Jersey Nets and um, Kyrie Irving, that whole situation this year. So the Yankees and Mets, yeah, any players that aren't vaccinated won't be able to play in the home games in New York. Well, and players cannot come play in Toronto if they're not vaccinated either. Right. So, a whole bunch of good stuff for the division this year. <laughs> yeah. So, like, already baseball is sort of, like, like I said, there's already been a lot of big trades, a lot of big money thrown mm-hmm. around. Like, Chris Bryant today just got ridiculous money from yeah. the Rockies. Oof. I also saw the Rockies gave him a no-trade clause. Oh, which no. Which makes me wonder, like, I, I don't understand what the Rockies are doing. They got rid of Nolan Arenado last year. Mm. They didn't keep Trevor Story. So everybody, everybody, <laughs> like everybody thought the Rockies were going to do what the Reds and the, yeah, and, the and Oakland was going to do, yeah. just sell off and tank. But now mm-hmm. you just gave like $180 million to Chris Bryant to play the same position that Nolan Arenado played. And Arenado <laughs> is, is clearly, well, I should say clearly, he's a little bit better. Bryant is, has had an up and down sort of career so far. I think Arenado is more consistent. It's like a whoopsie. But again, if you're a Rockies fan right now, you're just like, ugh. I mean, you know, you're still in the same division as the Dodgers and the Giants and the even the Padres being a little weaker. I mean, they're mm-hmm. still going to be good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of fan bases are already going in the year. Like, all right, well, whatever. But, but I'm I'm still very worried for like the first month though because they had such a short spring training. They didn't get fitness training mm-hmm. during the off season because they weren't allowed to because of the lockout. So I'm worried it's gonna be injury ridden. So we'll see. They're allowed to carry three extra players though, right, for the first month. I think I saw that tweet a couple days ago. I don't know if it was confirmed, but they said like, yeah, the MLB is deciding whether teams can carry three or four extra players for April just so that they can sort of weather that first month of uncertainty with players being not being 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm not going to go into too much detail on the Jays here, but anybody who's a Jays fan has got to be super thrilled with what they've done so far. I mm-hmm. mean, they are, uh, I mean, most obviously biased Toronto media would be like, oh, the Jays are best in the division. And I mean, they're close. I mean, I, I honestly think we're neck and neck with Tampa right now. New York and Boston have their own issues. All four teams are good. Like really, it's it's still for Baltimore. It's still the time. I know Baltimore stinks. I saw I saw a stat the other day. It said Baltimore. They, it was it was announcing the 
I can't remember which website put it out, but they had a list of the per- like the percentage each team had to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you know, Toronto and New York and Boston were all at like eighty percent odds or whatever, and Boston had zero point two percent. Or sorry, um, Baltimore had zero point two percent. Yeah. Well, they're in a freakishly tough division. <laughs> like, yeah. They are the. But again, it was only like three or four years ago when Baltimore wasn't oh, that yeah, bad. Oh yeah, no. Like, and then they went kaput. They just totally tanked it too. You know, and you feel bad too for like like Cle- Cleveland's fan base. Cleveland's going into a tough transition season. They got the they got the new name, the new logo. Mm, I forgot the new name. What's that? What's the new name? Guardians. Guardians. Yeah. Right. Um, they haven't made like any moves in free agency at all. No. Granted, they haven't also torn it down. They're pretty much keeping the exact same roster, which is. Didn't do great for them last yeah. year, so they're kind of treading water. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That fan base isn't like super excited. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I'd say out of the 30 teams in baseball this season, I'd say at least 20 of the teams, 20 of the teams' fan bases should be pretty excited about this year. I'll take the it. other 10 teams, though, are either like, you know, like if you're Detroit, you're like, well, you know, <laughs> we're st- we're they're, they're sort of in a transition to like they're not, they, they have spent some money recently. They They're trying to bounce back a bit and the royal royals are always i don't know they were good and then they're bad like yeah they well there again they're a small market team right and that's yeah. the thing with like so like the interesting thing for those that don't know i was reading when i was reading the article here i'm just going to scroll down to the bottom here so baseball doesn't technically have a salary cap right there's a right. there's a like a luxury, yeah, luxury tax, right hold. so there's no salary cap but there's also no salary floor which means teams oh. don't have to spend a minimum, right? Okay. That's what keeps teams like Oakland and um, Pittsburgh mm. and Baltimore, for example, like teams that just they only have to spend, they can spend like under $50 million if they want to and just mm-hmm. totally cheap out. But the thing is, it says MLB's revenues have always been more regionally based than other sports due to the volume of games and the difference between local cable deals, right? Okay. So in MLB, what happens is 48% of all the clubs' net local revenue is placed into a pot. And then it's split among teams based upon a formula that results in moving money from larger market teams to smaller markets. Oh, so 48%. Yeah. Wow. So uh, along with national media dollars, so deals they get from ESPN and Fox and even like Apple TV recently signed yeah. a big, oh, big yeah. deal with that. MLB. So the smaller market clubs are get, are generally earning more than $100 million per year in shared revenue. Yes. So you have a team like Pittsburgh and, and uh, Baltimore and, and Oakland. Those teams are getting like $100 million in free revenue. Yeah. And they're, and they're not putting and, it to And the they're team. only spending like a quarter, like, not a quarter, sorry, maybe like a third or 40% of that yeah. on their actual team. Yeah. They're pocketing the rest. <laughs> exactly. In order to just pocketing the rest. <laughs> and, you know, wow. and very few of the teams actually consider spending up to that tax level, which is now at $230 million. Oof. Like you're always going to have the Yankees and the Dodgers up oh, there. Yeah. Um, some of the teams are creeping up there now. Like Toronto is probably just under 200. See, it said last year. Last year, the owners proposed a salary floor of 100 million, mm. which makes sense. Yeah. Um, tied to a, <laughs> tied to a, tied to a 180 million dollar tax level. Okay. Um, but of course, with the new the new CBA agreement, that didn't happen. They mm. they wanted players wanted the higher tax level because you know they were focused on younger players. And trying to increase tax thresholds yes. and et cetera. So, but yeah, like I, I think at some point they do need to consider having a salary floor because it's just not not fair to those fan bases to go through four or five, ten year stretches in some cases where teams are just just terrible. And some of that's mismanagement by the GM or the coaching. But a lot of times, just team doesn't have enough budget or like they either can't attract free agents because they're not good enough or they don't mm-hmm. want to spend enough mm-hmm. or it's just yeah, like. You take, take into account like the Seattle Mariners, who have spent money in recent years, but still they have the longest current playoff drought of any mm. professional sports team in North America, Ooh. of any league. And and again, that, a lot of that has to do with because baseball has always had traditionally a smaller playoff pool of teams. But now that you have 12 teams making the playoffs, I, w- I would hope that owners would be willing to spend a little more money 
even just a chance. Like 90 wins probably gets you a wild card spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, like I said, a lot of the owners are willing to just pocket that money and and the, the loyal fan base. Like as bad as those teams are, Pittsburgh and, and Baltimore and like Colorado and stuff, like the fans will keep coming back. Like you, still have, you still have a small diehard portion of the fan base that will still spend the money, mm-hmm. overpriced concessions and <laughs> just, you know, because baseball's I don't know. It's, it's like it's like when night. you're like when you're when you're a if you're an NFL fan, you know, re, it's like it's like a big deal to go to an NFL game because there's only like eight home games per year, mm-hmm. right? And and obviously you know, you know, and if in some cases like if you're a Bills fan, for example, some Bills fans might not be thrilled about going to games in December because they don't want to sit outside and mm-hmm. freeze their butts off. My negative weather and freeze their butts off, right? So, lot, so really, they can only <laughs> go to games in like for. September, October. Well, exactly, but. I'm just saying, like, you know, baseball, yeah, 81 home games. Yes. So, like, you'll have a lot of fans who will be like, yeah, I'll go to, like, three, four games a year. But you tickets know? are so much cheaper. It can be. People think it can still be expensive, depending on where you're going or where you're sitting. But, yeah, you're right. But there's I mean, more choices. Like, yes. There's, yes. there's cheap seats. But you didn't talk about the best sports news of the week. Which is? Not a baseball news thing. Football news thing? Yeah. What? What's the best football news you of the week? You go ahead and say it, then. Tom Brady is out of retirement. Shocker. <laughs> Yeah, because he said he has, quote, unfinished business. <laughs> You're 45 years old. You've won everything you possibly could. You have every record almost imaginable at the position. What unfinished business is there? To just crush. Crush everything. I honestly think he was just sitting at home with Giselle and the kids, and she was nagging him about housework or something, and he's like, screw this. I'm going back to play football again. Because we all know he's in shape still. He can still do it. Oh, yeah. He's and, crazy and like he was that. still probably one of the best five quarterbacks in the league last year, even at his age. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, Guess who's why back, not, back, right? Back, back again. But yes, sports are good this week. I mean, and you got, you know, we by the time most guys listen to this um, on Thursday, March Madness will be starting. Oh, College basketball I have to fans. pick the pool. You do your bracket tonight or tomorrow. I got to pick all the people good names. <laughs> um, and like I said, we got baseball starting. Um, well, not, not technically the first week, April, second week, April now. Um, and by the time March Madness ends, it kind of rolls into the Masters golf tournament as well. Mm. So April's a good month. Yeah. Two things I don't care about. <laughs> I will be watching only spring training games. Mm-hmm. I am fine with that. Just nice to hear baseball announcers again. Like the certain yeah. announcers that we like to listen to. Oh, for sure. Even the out-of-market ones. Like the, I like the Mets announcers, like the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Angels are pretty mm-hmm. good. I love listening to the LA yeah. ones. But some of them I love just because they're so off-topic too. It's <laughs> just like, what are we even talking about? Yeah. <laughs> just like talking about home life, other sports, like what they did that day. <laughs> just like, sure, why not? It's catching up with friends. Man, there's a lot of downtime you got to fill in. in I baseball. know. That's why it's amusing. Yeah. And some games can go on extra innings, and I'm just sure the announcers are just like, oh my gosh, make this end. I can't come up with anything more to talk about. Right. So we got a couple emails we got to read here. We got one from two episodes ago. Right. It was my fault. I went to the junk mail. I'm sorry. Okay. So Jordan wrote in. He said, hey, guys, thanks for reminding me of some great baseball movies that I haven't thought of in a very long time. I remember loving Fever Pitch when yeah. it came out. I recently rewatched it. There is a reason Jimmy Fallon does not act. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheesy, but still worth a watch. Also, you mentioned Hardball. This film was fantastic. I'm going to have to rewatch it soon now that there is no baseball season. Well, that was, of course, yeah. at the time. So Now you don't need to watch it anymore? <laughs> well, no, you still watch it, yeah. 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 Jordan says, you'll laugh and you'll cry at Hardball. <laughs> also, I'm shocked you didn't mention Basketball. <laughs> what the heck is that? <laughs> That's the from the creators of South Park. Oh, they, is it They really? made a live action. I think it was mid or late 90s. Yeah, it was, it was basically they create a sport where you throw a giant baseball into a basketball hoop. But there's always weird rules around it and... 
it's it's actually a pretty good movie i'll admit i and I, I did somehow miss that one it's a good, <laughs> good call jordan i appreciate that yeah <laughs> and then uh sorry so then the other email we have from last week's episode when i talked about movies and specifically um my favorite one take like single shots mm. and I, i'll give the end credit i, I should have mentioned this one too but he says hello there's only one shot that stands out to me and that would be the opening of specter that's when they're in mexico city uh, the beginning of Spectre and Bond is um, there's like the Day of the Dead festival, or whatever. There's a really good like four minute tracking shot to open the movie. It's really pretty impressive from a, from a technical perspective, and it, it doesn't come as much of a surprise too because the same director that did Spectre also did 1917. Ah, so okay. he, he has a fondness for that kind of t- camera technique, but still. So Dan says, yeah, this is a great start to the movie. However, it is the climax because it's downhill the rest of the way. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> I also agree. But so thanks for that, Dan. I appreciate the call out on that as well. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about Turning Red quickly. Sure. Because we did watch that. Yeah, we can you do that. talk first. So for those who don't know, uh, this just came out last Friday mm-hmm. on Disney+. Plus. It is the newest Pixar film um, yeah, called Turning Red. And it's about a uh, like middle school age, I think. She was 13. She was 13, right. 13-year-old Chinese girl. And the whole movie takes place in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I think it's... In the 90s? Like uh, late 90s? No, I thought it was 2002. Oh, 2002. You're right. I, they call Sorry. it 2002 in the movie. Yeah. So yeah, it's... There's some dated references for sure. But that's the, it's the, supposed to be. Well, that's what I mean. It's 20 years ago. Yeah. So, but that's the point for people our age who grew up in that era. We caught a lot of the references. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I won't get too much into the plot. I'll just say go online and watch the trailer for it. Um, the trailers don't really give that much away either. Other no. than It's about like a, a overbearing parent that expects perfection and uh, a girl trying to live up to it, but also finding herself in the process. Yeah, that's a good synopsis. Um, I'll just say quick pros and cons um as, as with most pixar films it's a beautiful looking yes. film i thought the uh yeah it had a good it had a good story i had no issues with any of the voice acting or anything um there's like a little bit of humor obviously for the kids and the adults uh it had a good message and yeah overall it's a really it was a really like fun film i enjoyed it i, I don't know if i'd be rewatching it anytime soon uh it's not like probably won't make like my top five pixar list or anything mm-hmm. but it's probably better than some of their other recent efforts i'll say Mm. How about you? I thought it was boring. <laughs> like the voice acting was fine. I just, I, it's not. It doesn't have the charm it used to. I think is what I, what I miss. Like I still live in the days of peak Pixar with Wally and Up. I, I feel like it's just missing something now. Considering, like I, I talked a whole bunch last year about Mitchell's versus versus the machines, but that was like a fresh story, a good wholesome family story. But it was so funny that it was good for all ages, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Where I feel like. Lucas wouldn't understand the concept of this one, and there wasn't that many funny scenes. Um, and I don't, I don't know. Like I watched, I would not watch it again, kind of thing. It just, it was fine to me. I like pandas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the red pandas are very cute. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, it's on Disney Plus. Go check it out yep. if you're. If it's you're free. Yeah. If you have Disney Plus, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, you have Disney Plus. So uh, we are going to talk about games tonight. The games. We're run the gaming. Um, Jeu de video. Like I said, I said I kind of had a segue into this earlier. It's not the most. I ruined it, didn't I? No, no, no. I'm just trying to say it's not the most uh, obvious segue. Uh, I'm kind of stretching it a bit here, but I was going to say when I mentioned when I was talking about baseball stuff earlier, and I was talking about sort of like the gap between uh, high budget teams and low budget teams, right? Mm-hmm. There's a definite, you know. There's the haves and the have-nots right now in Basically, baseball. Yeah. And there's a little bit of the middle. There's the middle ground teams that'll spend like 80, 90 million. But for the most part, you're either all in or you're just not caring. <laughs> Is Tampa a middle ground team? 
Yeah, but they've always been, so that that doesn't change. Okay. You know, like I'm saying, like teams like Cincy and Oakland, they fluctuate all the time, right? Mm, I see what you mean. Tampa's always been pretty consistent about their approach, mm-hmm. and you can't really fault them for it. It works. It works. But uh, so my segue I was going to say with gaming was I want to talk about the big skill gaps that exist in certain games mm, and video games today. It's it's specific genres that I want to talk about too. Okay. Because a lot of this is obviously geared towards online gaming. Mm. Um, you can also mention it. There's a few single player mentions all throughout as well. But so for me, like from my personal experience, like I deal with this all the time because the two games that I primarily play the last few years have been Apex Legends and MLB The Show, right? Mm-hmm. And so Apex Legends has been out for a little over three years now. And I feel like that game is at the point now where the current player base is pretty much lifers, like 95% full of lifers. Yeah. Like, I, when we say that, I mean, like people like you. Well, yes, that and live no. and breathe that game. I'm talking, yes, okay, fine. I will say there's a maybe like a 10% portion of the fan base who plays almost every day like me. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have like maybe 40, 50% of the player base is people that play all day because they're on Twitch mm-hmm. or some other stream. Mostly Twitch. Some people do on YouTube too. Mm-hmm. But um, And then you'll have your somewhat casuals that play a few times a week, you know, um, like or people that keep coming back. Like a lot of mm-hmm. people will kind of fall off Apex halfway through a season. Like mm-hmm. hey, I'm bored with the I, I finished the battle pass. I'm bored with the maps. Yada yada. I'll come back next time when there's a map change or a new character. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot, you get a lot of those. But yeah, I feel like lately I won a, an Apex game earlier today, but it was a, an unusual drought for me. I had lost over 100 matches in a row before my most recent win. Like for comparison, last season I, I won like 65 times mm-hmm. in the season. This this season I'm only at 21 wins. Now there's, still, now, there's still 50 days left in the in this season, but we all know I'm not going to be playing much Apex once MLB comes out in a couple of weeks. So that number is obviously going to fall off. But I, I think I'll be struggling to get past 30 wins this season. And I think a lot of that is just due... I, and I, I still get a lot of second and third place finishes, but I find it's just so hard. You, you just It's just so demoralizing. You just know when you get to the end of a match that you're, you're outmatched mm. sometimes. Um, no matter how good you think your teammates are, it's just every time I die now... Because when you die in that game, you can, you can check the the banner of the person that killed you. Right. And every time I die lately, it's just someone that has like 50,000 kills on a character or like they already have like 200 wins this season. I'm like, I'm like, what chance do I stand? Right. Because unless mm-hmm. even in a, th- even in a one V three situation, I've had situations where guys just absolutely demolished our team. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to do with communication. I find a lot of people, it's better in ranked obviously, but when I'm playing regular pub trios, no one uses their mics anymore in pubs really in ranked people use their mics quite a bit especially because like, i'm in platinum difficulty right now so you pretty much have to use your mics right. but in pubs yeah there's just no communication anymore i feel like players give most random players have given up on pinging stuff everybody just wants to be a lone wolf and hot drop everything which i'm fine with sometimes but it's just i don't know sometimes some days i get really demoralized playing that game and i just i, I jump off it a lot quicker than i used to lately i'll just go play mlb or or play Fortnite with you guys or something. Mm. And then I jump back on Apex and I'm like, oh, look, I got destroyed again. 10 matches in a row. But doesn't that kind of prove a little bit of your skill um, skill ceiling talk to? Because every time you play Apex, mm. it's so, dem- like, not it's not always demoralizing, but no. the skill ceiling is so much higher mm-hmm. than Fortnite. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, Fortnite keeps it at, like, me and Luke's level quite mm-hmm. well. And it doesn't, like, it even though you are much better than us, it doesn't kick us up five levels because of you. Like it's very good at making it competitive for all of us at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it, like it always feels like an equal skill level yep. but for you in Apex, because there's I guess a less pool of people to put together. 
you just get sometimes I also just kind of think too that Apex's matchmaking is really broken right now Especially right now or usually <laughs> well, even worse now this season than I've seen in the past there's so many times we're all start up a match and I don't like to prejudge because I mean a lot of times even if I see someone on my team that has, it's they could be like level 10 or something but it could be a smurf account for all I know that's what I yeah like so, how do you go into it not thinking that now yeah but like it's just it's hard not to be demoralized when I load into a match and you know I'm playing a character I have like 1800 kills with bloodhound or something and i'm obviously you know i've been playing for three years almost every mm-hmm. day right and my people on my team are like level 40 and level 90 you know so they could be decent as long as teams, people communicate i don't care what your skill level is communication goes a long way but you see that and then i load and then all of a sudden oh look the champion screen has a combined two hundred thousand kills between them mm. and I'm like we're gonna get melted in two either we're gonna die i'd rather i'd rather hot drop and die right away and just go to the next game than to run around for 20 minutes and get absolutely destroyed in the last match like mm. in the last confrontation right mm-hmm. so yeah it's just i don't know like i enjoy playing fortnite i hated playing apex mm-hmm. like apex was just too fast for me where fortnite is like oh well i like i can be more methodical I have a chance to kill people. Like it's slower by nature. Apex um, is just so, so stressful lately for me because I feel like too it's and it depends on. I love playing Kings Canyon, um, but that map is definitely small. Yeah, and in comparison, when you, when you start fighting someone, you're getting third party by four different teams, mm-hmm. and it's just like it turns into mayhem, mm-hmm. which again can be its own type of fun, uh, or it can be super frustrating if you don't have communication with your teammates. So, well, good thing MLB is coming out soon. Yes. But that being said, there's a reason why I also fell off and will be the show online last year. Mm. And that's because at some point, like I'm not that kind. I don't think I'm ever good enough to go 12 and 0 in battle royale. Unless I get extremely lucky. I've gotten up to nine and ten wins on a run before, but to go 12 and 0, you just need that little extra. And I don't know if it's just because I don't have the mental. I get rattled too easily zen? playing that game. You yeah. Zen. <laughs> um, and and people, there's a small portion of the MLB the show fan base that knows how to trigger other players by being oh, toxic. Oh, for sure. Whether it's like bun dancing or um, doing stuff with the pause menus or even mm. just, I don't know, playing but, unconventionally. There's just, you know, everybody. I, but then there's people you watch that are just really good. And when they, oh, definitely. But like, when they get beaten, they just laugh about it. Where I think that's what you're lacking. I wish I could do that. Yeah. I really wish I could be like some of these guys who just be like, they lose this to an opponent, be like, GG's, you know, on yeah. the next one. I just, if I lose a tough match or I get screwed over by something I think is toxic, I get so angry. Mm-hmm. It triggers you. And I have, you to, get just, triggered very easily. I have to just play another game because yeah. I know if I try and play another match after, I'm just, it's just going to be in the back of my head. Yeah. And it's going to ruin my whole night. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm ever going to be good enough to be in the top. Just like I'll never be good enough to be in the top ranks of Apex, I'll never be good enough to be in the top ranks of MLB either. But there's, there's, that's different, though, because Apex requires a team, where MLB True. is solo. So True. it's your own fold. But at the same MLB. time, too, I also feel like a lot of MLB online, as much as there is a skill to it, there's a lot of RNG as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, the game could... And it would drive me totally nuts, like, playing... Similar. Whether you're playing events or Battle Royale, or they, it would drive me nuts, like, playing five matches in a row where everybody's just playing it, ship it. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, I get why people play there, but it sort of deflates the whole point of having a skill level. For context, it's a very small field. It's a small minor league stadium that's at, played at elevation, like in Colorado. Yeah, so, so there's the just home flies. runs galore. Yeah, like you you could hit a, you could throw a fastball five feet out of the zone. The guy will still throw his bat out and hit an opposite field home run mm-hmm. with it. It's just dumb. Like it's for pat stat padding. Yes, yes. And a lot of there's a lot of top streamers that like to play there, but mm-hmm. and I get why it's entertaining for their audience, mm-hmm. but. So those are my two examples. I mean, and, and there's a reason why uh, I used to like playing these games when I was like 10, 11, 12 years old, but there's definitely a reason why I fell off playing them, and that is <laughs> uh, fighting games. 
Oh, that those give me a heart. I neck. could never play anything like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat or any of that stuff online because there's just too many people out there that know what they're doing that will make you look silly in five seconds. But didn't you do like, like tournaments at Blockbuster? That was like Killer Instinct and stuff. I was good at that back then. But again, I feel like again those games were a lot simpler. I'm mm. talking about modern fighting games. You can't like, even play Smash Brothers with Lucas without getting mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like there, again, there's a high level of. I've seen high level tournaments of, of Smash Brothers yes. where guys are just insane. Yeah, I'm just like standing over here mashing A and B like an idiot. <laughs> and again, that's uh, a lot of my issues with these. I'm not saying that these particular games we're talking about are bad to play online because they're definitely they definitely have their ups and downs. I'm just saying my problem with these types of games always stems from my internal anger that when I lose a bunch of games in a row or feel like I get cheated out of something in a match, it's just I get frustrated too easily. And then I don't want to keep playing that game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to fix that <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. I'm open to suggestions. How do we fix Tyler? Yes. Like, I think it's like to fix someone in their mid-30s when they have oh, this mentality for like 20 years of their life, right? But, that is true. Um, I mean, if you want to talk about like single-player examples, again, we're talking about skill gaps since we talked about a lot of online games so far. Um, I mean, there's a reason why I've never been able to get into the, the Souls games. Dude, that style of gameplay is just not for me. Is it the gameplay? Like, I I know you would never be able to play it only because, like, if you die, you would lose everything. And I think you would absolutely lose it, like, physically like, lose it. I feel a controller would be broken every night. I just don't, like, I don't have the time or the patience at this point in my life to, like, memorize all these boss patterns mm-hmm. in these games. I know there's, a te- there's definitely a strategic element to the combat. Like, you have to obviously know when to take a few... You know, swipe at the guy a few times, dodge away. Mm-hmm. You know, parry, poke heal, poke, dodge. It's just there's a whole routine to that it. That rolling. Get, yeah, the people that are good at it, it's a skill, and I can appreciate that. I just mm. don't have that in me to play those kind of games. But but somebody like me did play it, and I got quite far. But every boss, like I I have never sweat so much <laughs> when fighting like souls bosses, mm-hmm. and it just comes to the point where I get so anxious that I have to turn off. Yeah, because it it just I, even though I like it, I like the environment. I think it's really cool what they do and the lore. But those games just oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you feel a heart attack coming, and it's just good night. Same with even like again, I, I know I already mentioned Apex earlier, but in my younger years, and I want to say from, I guess it would be high school. Like it must have started in high school. Uh like Call of Duty games. I used mm-hmm. to love playing online Call of Duty games, starting with like Modern Warfare back in the. PS3 360 days up to like maybe Black Ops 2 or Black Ops That's 3. That's what I would have said, yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to love playing those games like Team Deathmatch, Search and Destroy, Domination, well, all those modes. there wasn't really any competition in that field except for Battlefield which was right. slow. And maybe, maybe it helped to have a lot of friends to play with back yes. then too. But yep. I feel like I could never get into Call of Duty games anymore. And I don't even mean like Warzone stuff. I just mean like any type of Call of Duty. Is it the setting? What is it about it? No, I just like I've tried to play them in the last couple of years, and every time I like load into a match, and I'll just like I play Team Deathmatch, I can never have a positive KD because I'm always like just dying every two seconds. I run around a corner. <laughs> like the time to kill in those games is so quick compared to something like Apex or even Fortnite, right? Like in Call of Duty games, you get shot like twice, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. but at least you can respawn. No, I know. That's the whole a, point. But, I'm just saying, but you respawn, you run into gunfire like eight times, because especially if you get if you get spawn camped, mm-hmm. you know, then you're just running into gunfire eight times in a row, and then not, then your your teammates yeah, all start leaving, fun. and the lobby's unbalanced, and it's just yeah, no, that's know. not fun. So yeah, I don't have Call of Duty games in me anymore either. <laughs> I think I need to just tra- by the time I hit forty, I'm just going to transition to playing Nintendo games. It's great. I'm telling you, I'm going to have a reverse. I'm going to regress back to my childhood and just play Nintendo games. You played the Kirby demo today. How was that? Fun. 
You see, fun. Breezy. Chill. Yeah. It was awesome yeah. and so adorable too. Well, even stuff like Super Mario Odyssey, like I like playing. Stuff that was like a that. great chill game, and you like playing Animal Crossing. That's also chill. And the funny thing too is I like playing the Donkey Kong Country games, but those still trigger me. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. No. especially the bosses. Mm-hmm. Like playing I'm, those, I playing the the uh, what was it Tropical Freeze yes. two years ago? Yeah, almost. <laughs> that almost made me lose it. I remember listening to you. Uh, yes, there are games out there that I'm sure you can play that won't trigger you, but we have to find them. They're few and far between. <laughs> I would like to play more MLB online this year. I just need to figure out how to keep a cool head. When I'm like you played very little online. Like you had a positive record last year because you played so little. I, it wasn't my. I think I currently my online record in MLB 21 was like 22 and three or something. Yeah. <laughs> but even if you consider all the times I did battle royale drafts, I mm-hmm. still definitely had a positive battle royale record. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, there are some times where I might go like two and two or one and one and two, and I have like a bad draft. And there's other teams, but other times when my run would go up to seven, eight, nine wins. So you just need to go on a I, the biggest thing I've learned with playing battle royale, any or even events in that game is when you're on a hot streak, you can't stop playing. You have to just keep riding. No matter how tired you are, you got to ride it out because you, <laughs> you you think you think to yourself, okay, I had a good run, I'm gonna stop at nine and zero in battle royale today. You're gonna go back in tomorrow. You're gonna lose that first tenth game, and then that's it. <laughs> Your whole morale is just shot. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need to also learn this year for LMB22, I need to take the approach, no matter what mode I'm playing, whether it's online or offline, I need to take the approach that I don't need to collect every card right away. Like Was that not fun last year? It was. But my point is you collect all these cards and I never use half of them. Because you're accumulating so many, there's so many, so much content they throw at you in that game. So many different programs yes. and conquest maps and showdowns and all this menus. stuff. That, all the menus, you know, the menus, yeah. But you accumulate all these cards, and then you, you don't end up using half of them. Like I just said, like it's just. But you use them to trade for cards that you know you're good with. Yes, but I just feel like this year I want to just take it slower, take the grind slower, and just focus on. Like I, because I bounced around in so many different cards in, in, in this year's version of the game, I never really took the time to level up those cards. Yeah. Like I don't know. I never, no matter how many hours I put in that game, I don't have a single card at, at level five. Wow. And I never maxed it. I got close with the original Tati because Tatis was the very first yeah, diamond card I got. So I oh, pitched. who did they give away on the White Sox? Oh, um, a catcher. Yes. Mercedes. Oh, yes. Yeah, they Mercedes. gave away Mercedes, and then yeah. he was like a diamond for a while. <laughs> right. He became awesome. I realized this whole topic tonight has turned into a rant on my frustrations. <laughs> with certain games I think with just life in general <sighs> Tyler gets too angry I don't think this is a, an unknown fact though <laughs> it's how to make Tyler better we need to work on we're that coming into true. a new MLB season we want chill Tyler so he can just win and enjoy his game rather than rage quitting every night one thing I have tried to be better at in Apex is in the past especially if I was well yeah, you can't really do this in ranked but when I was, if I was playing pub trios and I wasn't having a good team or they weren't communicating or anything if I got knocked a lot of times I would just leave because I'm like I'm not going to stick around I was that guy I would leave I would leave only if I had bad teammates I wouldn't like hang someone out to dry but lately no matter how what I think of my teammates either before the match even starts or during the match I'll stick around for a bit and it has paid more dividends because a lot of times I'm giving people the benefit of the doubt and that sometimes they surprise me. Mm-hmm. Like they will revive me or they will respawn me or even clutch out like a 1v3 that I don't think they're going to be able to clutch out. It mm-hmm. happens. So I'm trying to be a bit more patient um, in my approach to my teammates. But uh, I mean... There are lots of times where you like to troll people and you waste precious moments of your life trolling people. Yes. I've finally gotten over <laughs> my hang up on the jump master. <laughs> 
took you years. Yeah. <laughs> I used to hate when people defer jump master me. But only would, if they I would, were I would like high level. I would a cliff or I would yeah. just, or I would launch them intentionally into a team full of mm-hmm. predator players and I'd just run away and leave them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I. You'll grief people in MOB also, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'll throw fastballs at their heads. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not helping your rage. That's I know. Just I know. Making but... the hole deeper. I would like to have unraging Tyler this MLB season. I don't know how it's going to happen. Especially if, like, you're watching the Jays game and they're losing. It's just going to set you off even more. and It's going to be awful. <sighs> this is why you're in your own room now. This is why I don't watch closes. the Leafs anymore. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. every, I remember you leaving the house when the Leafs uh, lost in the playoffs. What? Everybody, every Leafs fan had that same reaction that I did. Mm-hmm. I don't think the game was over nearly left. You, you would have given up. Because I knew they were going to lose. <laughs> I just knew they were going to choke like they always do. But, yes, I need to be more zen this year. How do we do that? I don't know. That's we, your job to figure out. I got to drug you then. I don't know. Anyway. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just secretly tranquilize you. Oh. I got well. nothing. I get mad at things too, but not nearly as mad as you. Like I'm, all, I'm always mad at myself, never mad at other people. But that's why like I was playing Fortnite with Lucas yesterday and I was getting mad at him for certain things. And then I had to stop playing because I was getting mad at him. And I know that I, sh- I should not do that. So I backed away. Right. So today I, ha- I went in with the attitude of getting mad at nobody. And it worked much better. Much like he was in a better attitude because of it. So I only ever get mad at myself. Like I would never play games competitively usually. I never, that's a lie. <laughs> I never play games competitively. Either because I think I suck at them or I'm good at them. But I don't want to like get mad at other people. Right. So I know my place is not to be in the online world. And that's fine. <laughs> like I would never play rock band with people other than my family. Because I know they are up to my standards. <laughs> where I couldn't play with anybody online if they dared play on hard mode and they'd not get gold stars. Couldn't do it. <laughs> and then I would feel like a failure if uh, I didn't get perfect. So, yeah, I just I just don't play online. Yep. Well, I, I get it. I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I think we can wrap up this topic now. So for the, for the email tonight, why don't we pose the question of... If you have any suggestions on how to make Tyler Zen, <laughs> please send them in. No. Well, that, sure, that could be a bonus question in the email. <laughs> but I guess the main question could be, what are, are there any gaming experiences that you feel... That make you turn red. <laughs> yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> Look at That's that. That's a good segue. Yeah. I did that. I don't know. Any of them that you just feel like you've gotten too old for mm. or you just don't have the patience for anymore, whether it's sports games, uh, you know, first-person shooters... Um, I don't know. Racing games, anything you would play online normally, or or even just offline games that you just don't have, don't feel like you have the patience or skill level for anymore. Can I ask a question? Yes. You, I know you used to say like Apex was the lows were low, but the highs were high. Are the highs still as high after all this time? Absolutely. I mean, I had a game last week. It was like, it was one of those times where I was it was probably like almost one a.m. like on a weekday. <laughs> and <I laughs> you don't was, have to specify, but thank you no, for doing. No, I am. I'm just saying it was like one a.m. on a weekday. I'd had a couple of good matches that night, a couple of really bad matches, and I'm like, I should just go to bed now. But I just came off like a decent match. I'm like, okay, one. I, I was saying myself, one more. I'm going to bed. One more, right? Mm. So, and then I had a match where I basically went in. I I, I was like, I just want to go to bed. I'm just going to hot drop, and whatever happens happens. If I die, I go to bed, right? Mm-hmm. Had a great had great teammates. Um, we ended up coming third, I think, but I ended up having 13 kills that game, which was Ooh. my season high. Wow! And the whole match just felt like one of my best matches I've had all year. Wow! Like it just felt so fluid, and like my teammates were just even though we weren't they weren't talking on the headsets, the communicate the game communication was there. Mm. They were we were working together as a team, and just like those yeah those are the high ones. Those Good. are the ones that keep you coming back. 
I'm glad you still have those moments, and I yeah. was worried they that are, it was they are raining. few and far between. But it's in, there's enough of them that still keep me coming back. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know at when opposites react at gmail.com. Okay. So well, I guess next week then we are back to sports. I believe so. Okay. I'd be lying if I said a problem would be baseball related, but I'm trying not to make it be. I'm sure those of you who are not baseball fans are going to be sick of me talking about it. But um, There's other sports that are actually in season that we never talk about. That is true. <laughs> That's just funny. Not that you're happy. I'm just saying. We well, might we might be... Uh, we all have our own passions. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, anyways, I hope tonight's episode was either entertaining or informative to you. Um Tyler's uh, anger. Yeah. It's a thing. FYI. FYI, for those who don't know me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> choking on my rage here. Um, but anyways, I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Thanks for listening. We always appreciate your support and we love to hear from you. So please send us an email and we'll be back at the same time next week. Boys. Bye. <laughs>